0: This is Jen Rubin, columnist for The Washington Post, contributor to MSNBC, author of How Women Saved America from Donald Trump. I'm here to tell you all about my new podcast, Jen Rubin's Green Room. It's for people who love politics, love gossiping about politics, but are bored by the same old, same old that you get on cable TV and in newspapers. We're going to have guests who will talk gossip and the inside stories of Washington, but we're also going to have guests who will talk about deadly, serious subjects, guns, race, religion, I'm delighted to announce my very first guest will be George Conway, an extraordinary litigator and an expert on Trump's brain. Keep up with the show every Wednesday when you follow Jen Rubin's Green Room on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I can't wait for you to join us. everybody. I'm in for Mary Trump. This is Jen Taub. You know me as a nerd avenger and also host of the podcast Booked Up with Jen Tob, where we have conversations uh, with you, me, and your favorite authors. And I will soon be joined by some of the other nerds because it's not like we have anything to talk about today. No, no news over the long holiday weekend or anything. Um, so the Biggest thing on our plate, I think, is it's it's hard to know. Um, but I think I'm going to start uh, and just kind of clear this out of the way. Uh, we now have seen that no one is above the law, not even the president's son. And it looks like Hunter Biden has struck a plea deal, which is normal in our criminal justice system, where he is apparently going to go in later this week to plead guilty to two misdemeanors of uh, failing to file two years of tax returns on time. And apparently, if he behaves himself, then he will not uh, be charged with a an additional offense, which was, um, I guess, p- applying for some kind of handgun application um, and either lying on the form or not acknowledging that he was in the throes of addiction at the time. I think that's the bottom line. Um, this plea does not come with any any kind of uh, prison sentence, uh, which is fairly common uh, for a misdemeanor. And he's going to hopefully move forward Um, with his recovery. I mean, so many people we've talked about here on Nerd Avengers struggle with mental health and with addiction. Um, And certainly, um, as part of the recovery process, many people look to the STEP program or other ways to make amends. And I think this is an important step in that journey. Um, I think it's really great that he has a supportive family. Um, I think there was a statement from a spokesperson for the for the Bidens, indicating that um, they weren't going to make any comments beyond that they love their son and I think just hope that he can now move forward, which I think any of us would want for a family member. Hey, Brian.
1: Hey, Jim. What's up?
0: I decided to lead with the Hunter Biden plea deal. <laughs> um, oh, it's and- a tough law, baby. That's right. And talked a bit. I had moved to the topic of mental health and recovery and having parents who support that process. Do you have any thoughts on this yourself at all?
1: On which one?
0: Uh, we're starting Trump. with the Hunter Biden plea deal about not paying his taxes.
1: Well, I think you'll hear Donald Trump screaming very shortly that he got preferential treatment, and then he'll turn around and beg for a plea deal. Uh, that's where I think it'll go with as far as Trump. I think it's uh uh, now it's worthy of talking about in the news because it's finally, you know, the, there's a uh, charges and a plea deal so we can finally speak about it openly, which is a good thing. And mm-hmm. we should probably be doing more of that. Um, and then what was your second question? I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I think I was still talking about, I mean, there's different, you know, as I often say, you know, um, those of us who are lawyers, many of us, you know, are half lawyer, half human. Um, and so looking at the human side of mental health and addiction, um, and nice glasses,
1: thank you you <laughs> when you talk about lawyers and mental health, that's how I keep mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just yeah dialing the sun down a bit, right no, but yeah. bit in all seriousness um this is a complicated situation whenever you're a public figure. You have a family. the family doesn't choose for you to be in that position, and in his case, it looks like Hunter um, did take advantage of his father's, con- you know, his connections when he was VP. It's not like other folks don't, don't do that. Um, you know, I'm not fond of nepotism, but it's not a crime. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think I've said almost everything I need to say about Hunter Biden before we move on to the other news of the long weekend well, and day, but unless we should you think added, we should.
1: As far as mental health goes, yeah, um... One of the biggest problems in this country is a lack of of investment in mental health. Uh, of course, that began with Ronald Reagan when we got when he started creating more homeless by kicking people out of uh, mental institutions uh, that you know people who needed it. So that's uh, and I you know I don't know Hunters uh, I I've, I've, I've barely seen the man. I couldn't tell you anything about him other than what's on in on the public record and yeah it, and you got to give. Look, man, you got to give Joe Biden this. He, he, he's gone through a lot in his life. So, um, having to deal with this is, you know, that's what families do, unfortunately. That's right.
0: Oh, my God. Watch. I'm so glad you're here. We, we're done now talking about Hunter Biden, but I want to point out to you, Watch, that I see where you move my book. I see where? my book is no other way. And Michael was watching um you on msnbc and it was like the way the crayon was working the book was right above it and he was like what a mensch is."
2: see that you i know. know look look i got all these all these um all my friends books that just came out are there that yours yours is always right there
0: i love it I and love brian it. never
2: sent me his book so he's dead to me
0: <laughs> oh you know what i bought brian's book watch oh, wow. on the shelf
1: so uh, this is the only time I'm going to... Be- Jen. It's back there. <laughs> uh, so how are Nick- you...
0: Do you want to say anything now about uh, about the... Let's talk about the uh, important news of the day. Now that you're here, we're all here. Um, Waj, um, what do you think about the news that broke in the Washington Post? Some of it was old, some of it was new, about how Merrick Garland was throwing sands in the wheel of the investigation into donald trump's role in the um you know in in the um insurrection and the attempt to uh either delay or prevent the electoral count vote and thus and you know actually the news
2: broke because i saw first before i read the article i saw your direct message uh where you sent us uh Nerds, that specific highlighted uh, aspect uh, uh, of the uh, of the um, article. Oh, I took a
0: screenshot of the you article the screenshot, there, yeah. and
2: then you and then you highlighted that aspect of the article, and specifically what you highlighted was how they slow walked it for, uh, I think, a year. Um, fifteen and,
0: months. I mean, yeah, a year from when he was in office, but fifteen months from the insurrection,
2: and much to yeah. the chagrin of actual agents themselves, who were deeply frustrated that there wasn't movement and to the fact that you couldn't mention the T word yes. to Christopher Ray. And, and so it's one of those mm-hmm. situations where, it, you know, the, those of us who, especially people of color who have been skeptical, it's because law enforcement agencies have uh, employed a double standard against people of color, against poor people, because oftentimes you don't witness justice and accountability or swift justice when the, when the perpetrator is white uh, and a specific, specifically this type of both sides uh, mindset that has, as we've talked about often, because we know this industry has paralyzed the media into creating a false equivalence. You see that affecting law enforcement as well. Right. Because in order to preserve the integrity and reputation of an institution that Republicans still call deep state. Right. It doesn't matter. Like they're they're basically trying to win over in court a base that sees them now as groomers and pedophiles run by uh, uh, Jewish overlords, right? That they hate them. But they're like, oh, no, no, no. In order to be seen fair, in order to preserve the integrity of our brand, let's slow walk um, this, this, this potential prosecution. And they didn't even make any movements uh, on him, literally, just like he did yesterday on Fox News. Like, he literally is on the phone admitting the crime in Georgia. Uh, so if you're if you actually care about law and order and, and you're sitting there, you're watching like it's almost like watching a robber go into a bank, come out with satchels of money, high five the cop and say, I'm going to go back. And they're like, all right, well, nah, you go back in there. That's my Ralph Wiggum's, uh That's my chief Wiggum's impression, by the way. And he just he's sitting there eating your donut. And then even yesterday, right? If you watched the Brett Barry, I don't, I don't get that video.
1: reference. Who's Chief huh? Wiggins? I oh my goodness gracious! Come on, come on, come on! And that was
2: actually a good impression too, Jen. That's one that. bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, one. Okay, go back yeah, in there. Man. Yeah, okay, thank okay. you. Uh, and then, and then also, if you see the Brett Barry interview yesterday with Fox, he actually did a good job. You have Donald Trump again self-incriminating himself, and you sit there and you go, "Any other person, this is a gift for any prosecution." But with Donald Trump and this, I might be too cynical, Brian and Jen. I said with Donald Trump, watch, nothing's going to happen to him. I hope I'm wrong.
1: I I don't. Th- I think he's done. I, I, you think I, so? Yeah. I, look, uh, you read that. <laughs> I I keep reading over the indictment, and I know the guy that's pr- you know it's going after him, Jack Smith, and I see that there's a lot of stuff that's not in that indictment that you know like what happened in Bedminster. Were the other set? You know, there's are these just the the thirty or so documents that they feel comfortable with, or they're even more dangerous documents that he had that we're not hearing about. But he he said it, it. None of this evidence that we've seen in the indictment that is damning came from anyone other than himself or for the people who worked with him.
0: But I just want to be really careful, that's, I,
1: that's Ryan. So but I want
0: to. I just want to back up for one second because I don't want to conflate the many different criminal cases against Donald Trump. Yes, well, this,
1: I'm talking specifically about the the one that's yes he's charged for.
0: And whether he's done or not done, you know, politically, I want to for one second. I think we,
1: he's going to go to prison.
0: Well, before we get into. Because I want to hold off for one second or many seconds before we get into what's going on with the doc, the Mar-a-Lago documents case down in in a uh, federal court in Florida. I still want to hold for one second on the insurrection.
1: Well, I, I think you'll you're charged for that too.
0: But 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 hold on, like I want to talk about why delay matters because to some degree I hear what you're saying and you're you know. But this is a philosophical question. Do the ends justify the means? We cannot predict the ends yet. And the means here were delay. And what happens during delay? Garland walks into office, gets sworn at what? March 11th, 2021. He's handed on a silver platter the Mueller investigation, which in volume two has credible, detailed, factual allegations, right? Of the obstruction of the Mueller investigation. Um, That gets sat on clock runs on that also uh, michael cohen you know him right goes to prison for the hush money payments yep. federal prison that also the clock garland lets the clock run on that what goes on in the meantime well you know when they when they didn't when they didn't when they didn't act on those things what do we see happen well you know he maybe felt even more emboldened holds on to all these documents these things bit by bit have a cumulative effect he thinks he's Teflon he thinks he's above the law you know getting fucking prosecuted doesn't bring back the lives of the people the agents abroad who who cooperated with the US their lives their families they're dead or their lives are destroyed because Don- we know that remember there was a roundup people, we believe that it's because Donald Trump leaked some of this information about our intelligence assets. We don't get back our reputation mm. for this. So, so th- th- those things have already happened. And then, you know, again, before we get to the documents case, slow walking this investigation is damaging to the reputation of the Justice Department. If Merrick Garland went in with the goal of restoring public faith, in the Department of Justice, someone should have. And he's a very smart man. I don't understand how he doesn't get the logic of this. If you make, the, if you take the premise, if you believe the Department of Justice, um, it was, uh, if you believe that the Department of Justice actually um, was corrupted and the public didn't have faith in them, what you're saying is that the people who came before you had policies and practices that you would not want to follow yourself. So going then and following those policies and practices does not clean up the reputation. Number one, nope. and number nope. two, everything that that Garland was about was not politicizing the Department of Justice. He said, but he did by what he by dragging this out for political reasons so he wouldn't look partisan. And finally, three, there are a lot of people who and I understand why they would be confused, who like shout in all caps on the internet. It's not Garland it's the FBI it's not the Justice Department it's the FBI Well look at a fucking org chart people. The FBI reports is part of the Department of Justice it's yep. a bureau of the Department of Justice On the FBI's own website they make clear the director of the FBI meaning Chris Ray is um, reports to uh, the Attorney General period now I know both the Attorney General and Chris Ray are both appointed by the president, subject to Senate confirmation. And no, Merrick Garland couldn't fire Chris Ray, But that's not what this article says. Nowhere in this article does it say that Merrick Garland was frustrated with Chris Ray, or he was unhappy that the people over um, in whatever office in his own Department of Justice, Attorney General, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, or that anyone in the FBI was dragging their feet. That's not this article. This article is he went along with the bottom up only investigation and in that you weren't supposed to say the T word. Yep. Period. Yep. And that is a problem regardless. And okay, now that's my argument. You can disagree and I want to hear why I'm wrong if that's the if that's No,
1: the, I I, I oh, agree with you. Oh. I I I have a couple of questions. What makes you think that the actions taken by uh, Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice Uh, had the intent behind them that you claim that they do.
0: The intent? Yes. I'm sorry. Say that again. What intent intent. am I imputing?
1: Well, the intent that you stated was that he was trying to uh, be politically correct and play both sides, and that politicized the Department of Justice. Whereas I happen to know some of the investigators, and I never— Got that feeling from them, the investigators that were handling the case. The what I was always told, what I've been continually told, what what I they continue to say is that uh, if you're shooting for the uh, top guy, you better not miss. And when it comes to Donald Trump, you better have all your. How
0: can you get your ducks in a row if you won't look at the ducks? Though what this says is they were not even in. There was not even an investigation until April of 2022 and, and brian why didn't he appoint a special counsel on march 12th of 2021 what do you think
1: why do i because i think that there are a well what i was told is that there are a variety of things that they were looking at and this one was the one that uh would pop first and they wanted somebody good handling it and they wanted to get it done well
0: wait, wait, wait there wasn't a document case until august
1: of 2022
0: yeah, we were, i'm uh, talking about i'm I, i'm going back in time Okay. to trump leaves the white house on a plane on january 20th merrick yes, garland I,
1: that. I never cheered me and jim acosta had a drink and each other yay we survived <laughs>
0: that's great so let's do the timeline then comes march 11th when merrick right. garland is sworn in right march 11th it's not till april of the following year that they begin the investigation after which
1: investigation
0: into donald trump's role at, um In the
1: insurrection. See, I don't know if that's an accurate. That's timeline. what
0: they say in the. um That's when the formal investigation began, according to the Washington Post.
1: And so, I, right.
2: some of the, some of the defenders are saying that this. Invi- I mean, to some of okay. the people who are taking quibble with the Washington Post reporting have said that yes. the investigation actually began before. But also, but to your point, then Jen, you also do have, and I'm glad you mentioned in the New York case where Michael Cohen actually gets convicted and goes to jail and literally he says you know the uh, uh, the person number 1 <laughs>
0: is individual one individual one yeah
2: individual one is Donald Trump and nothing happens and then now i think when 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 did Bragg actually uh Uh, issued the indictment was just last month, right? Or two months, yeah, that was December.
0: December, uh, uh, December.
1: and and almost, and they thought, in fact, it had been dismissed at one point that Bragg had given up and then picked it back up. Um, I
2: mean, that alone, Jen, that alone, Jen, is so frustrating and was frustrating if you remember to a lot of the nerd avengers who discussed it. Is like you literally, we all knew who individual one was, and Michael Cohen goes to jail, comes out of jail, tells the whole world, by the way, folks, I did this for Donald Trump. I went to jail for this, uh, but the person who's an individual one is running for president again. Right. Slow walk that, uh, you know, six insurrection. Uh, what's happening in Georgia? And then finally, Merrick Garland, I think, to uh, you know, does the right thing and appoints Jack Smith, who. You know he seems like a man on a mission. Uh, so that's the person who actually gives me Marshall something. Dillon,
1: man. I'm telling you, you he's efficient. In.
2: He's he's like a killer, man. He he's he, he's he's a
1: shark. I say he's got the shark doll's eyes. So
0: I have to, guys. I've got to update something, even though we wanted to move on from Hunter Biden. Um, we have a note from our producer, Simon, saying that the reporting was incorrect. And let me just read this. A correction, Hunter Biden reaches deal to plead guilty to tax charges, admit guilt on gun charge. A previous alert misstated the gun charge deal. The agreement, which must be approved by a judge, would involve the son pleading guilty to two misdemeanors, tax charges, and admitting guilt on illegal weapons possessions charge related to lying about the drug use on the handgun application. Um, so, we're correct about this, the uh, everything except the earlier reporting indicated that they were going to defer any kind of prosecution on the gun charge, but it sounds like he's got to plead to that.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Okay. I back mean, to, so at Brian, least there's accountability
2: what? now. I mean, the law and order.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So Brian, uh, I your most compelling point is one, that the reporting was wrong, that there was actually informal investigations going on. And they yeah. just didn't want people to know it was formal. And two, I think you're saying is, you know, um, the documents case ripened a lot faster and is a lot clearer. Is that what you're saying?
1: I I, I think we're all second guessing and we don't know. We're all sitting on the outside, not on the end. And uh, the prosecutors that I've talked well, to go back to my point about uh, Jack uh, Smith I, uh, and Waj, I, I think I said it, you know, he, he looks like Coach Beard. He acts like Columbo and he'll devour you like a great white shark. I think the seriousness of... Of what they're doing with Donald Trump on that case is apparent by who they put in charge of it. I think it's harder to make the cases on. Um, they they've got to have someone flip. They uh, on January six. There's got to be a,
2: Meadows, Brian.
1: Yeah, that's who. It, it exactly that. You're that's my point. If he's flipped, we got a case, and that's that's I'm sure that's where they're at right now with that. The Georgia case is is also you're going to need someone to... It's all about intent, and you know that as as well as I do, Jen. So I I'm, I don't know what they've done behind the scenes. I know some of the reporting, but the reporting that I've heard is also contradicted by the things that have been told to me by prosecutors. I've always said, I, I think, having known Merrick Garland and having covered him in the past, I know he's a serious-minded guy. He's very meticulous, loves to... Every T crossed, every I dotted, and I know Jack Smith is is a no nonsense guy. He's a no bullshit guy. Um, so I've been I've been one of those guys saying have faith that the, the indictments will come. Yeah, you've been. I still believe on that.
2: that.
1: Yeah,
0: I, and I, I
2: you know go ahead watch. No, I I think both things could be true at the same time. Whereas the the frustration with merrick garland and even the biden administration democrats in general who always bend the knee is that you still have christopher ray at the the head of the fbi literally right now and you're sitting there thinking to yourself like here's a you know here's a hatchet man for the republican party who's been appointed and uh, from the reporting that we've seen now you know when you have the frustration of your own agents who are not being more aggressive and uh especially as donald trump is openly admitting his crimes right uh, and the fact you have the, yeah. the frustration, the history, and the I'll legacy look, of the uh, double standards. The double standards are applied, Jen, right? Like the fact if you're rich and you're white and Republican, you just seem to get away with it if you just whine and complain. Uh, and the fact that, as Brian said, Merrick Garland, for better and for worse, I would say, has this history of being both an institutionalist and an exceedingly meticulous man who takes his time. And then you sit there and go, and, and I think that the criticism, Jen, is, is legitimate. It, was Merrick Garland the right guy? at this time for this particular case, knowing all of that. Now, what's done is done, but I, I, I think it's I want to give a moment for, to all those who are frustrated to say it's okay to be frustrated and at right. the same time acknowledge what Brian said is correct and we still don't know how this is going to end. And yes. maybe, maybe Jack Smith finally coming in. And the fact, I will say this, Donald Trump, who again I want to point to yesterday's Brett Bear interview, has made it so impossible not to prosecute him. Right. Like that has become so egregious that that in a sense that uh, it, it is one of the situations where, may, you know, again, maybe the FBI and, and Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray, who probably I don't know. I don't know. I'm not God. I don't know what's in their hearts. Maybe they would have wanted to avoid this are like, ah, we got to do it. Like, it's so egregious, even, even with the documents case real quick, Jen, they gave him so many opportunities to turn in the documents. He refused. They gave him so many. Even with Hunter Biden, they like, you know, people forget that they gave Donald Trump an opportunity to plead guilty to like a misdemeanor and get it, get done with this. And Donald Trump's like, no, I'm just going to go ahead and well, do what it, I want. And I look, can I, I
0: yeah. So staff, this is what I'm glad you right. pivoted. I'm glad you pivoted watch. And this is because it's, gonna that's why they paid on... me the big money, Jen. Yeah, I know the checks, not in the mail for you. I'll send it to you by uh Zelle. Your Zelle. Yeah,
2: I'll take it. Okay. Actually, Venmo I just me. put
0: it in your Lego account.
2: Yeah, your... just Venmo me, and then and after you send it to me, just That's rescind it. the Venmo.
0: Have you ever done that to somebody? That's I've bad. never
2: done it, but it's been done to me.
0: i okay. I'm um, so Brian. You're gonna love this topic. Uh, watch brings up Brett Baer on Fox News, and Woo-hoo! on so many levels, I'm glad uh, Donald Trump did that interview. I've only seen snippets of it um, on it. on Twitter. I w- I want to watch the whole thing now, but get your um, beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a beer drinker, but I I'll uh... we'll make you
1: one. <laughs> okay.
0: But um so the good news about this is I've always felt and anyone observing thinks this that there's the court and then there's the court of popular opinion with him. Mm. And given all the delays that are expected at least until some news we heard today, the fear is he's just going to repeat the big and little and medium-sized lies over and over and over again until the public believes that he's being persecuted and he did nothing wrong and they can't tell the difference between someone inadvertently holding on to documents versus what he did. So that was the fear. And then he does this interview with Brett Baer, And to the extent that any of his supporters uh, follow watch that and now don't just turn off Fox News because they now think that he, they're traitors. Uh, what do you think the effect, Brian and Waj, B- of that interview? And maybe for those who didn't have the stomach to watch it, maybe one of you can say basically all of the things he confessed to well, and all the crazy shit. To everything.
1: <laughs> but but that's look, he did that in South Carolina in in his public speech. He's going to incriminate himself. He yep. can't. Uh, he does not understand the difference between the court of public opinion, and an actual criminal court. He believes that he can go into that what he says. And look, everything that he's saying is to drive his narrative so he can continue bilking his people. And they already believe that he's that he had the authority, that he, all he had to do was think it, and it was declassified, that the Presidential Records Act protects him when it doesn't. That, that they were going after him on purpose and that they let everybody else get away but with it. But
0: be him. specific. I mean, you're saying everything, but let's be real specific. Brett Bruce Bear asked the, him, let me just ask you, what did yeah. he say when Brett Bear asked him, we have you on tape, or the G- Department of Justice apparently has you on tape, waving a document around um, that oh, you had not declassified there. that reveals uh, secrets about plans to uh contingency plans to to attack Iran. What does he say about that?
1: That wasn't uh a, the specific document that he had in his hand. He was alluding to a document that he that he may have seen. Uh when it when he talks about um also
0: what were the pay he said these were not documents, they were papers.
1: Yeah. But, well
0: newspapers what he is He also about?
1: he also says listen, he also says that he hired the best people when he walked him through all the people he, he hired and fired, he couldn't really defend. Well, that.
0: he had a good defense. He said, you know, one out of 10 is bad, although that yeah. was like 10 <laughs> out of 10.
2: And, and, and he all, I mean, he did multiple things at once. First, he called it a document hoax. Remember that? Yeah. And then when Brett Bear used his own quotes in the audio against him, he as, essentially admitted it. Like he admitted the yeah. allegation in the indictment and then he also got pressed. This was interesting. And this is why I'm very curious to see uh, how Fox moves forward with Trump, because Brett Bear also pushed him on the election light. And, and Donald yes. Trump is very offended. For those who he's don't mention, he's like, he's like, he's straight up said you lost. And wait, then, wait, wait. It's so uh, funny.
0: Wait, let's back up on that. It's, it's hysterical what the question actually was. Brett Bear said, what are you going to say to try to win back suburban women voters uh, you know, after you, you know, basically, you know, you lost last time because of women. Uh, what are you going to do to win the women back? And he he doesn't have an answer to that. But that's watch when he says, "I didn't lose, yeah. I didn't lose,"
2: right? And he says you lost, and then he gets really upset <laughs> at him. And so it is it 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 is interesting, and and, and I I want to stay here. I'm not, it's not a pivot, but it's interesting. The bar is so low, everyone, that the fact that Brett Bear, who actually you know. Could do a good job if he wants to on Fox. Ba- did basic journalism, right? Did follow-ups, uh, use his own words against him, try to get an answer. I don't think they're real gotchas. And Donald Trump is perhaps the worst client a lawyer could ever have. Like, if I was a defense attorney, that's why so many people quit. That's why he can't
1: find one.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he's a gift to the prosecution. and 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 you sit there, and the fact that Fox News essentially probably help donald trump convict himself if indeed there is fair justice right it is a situation where the MAGA base has been primed by trump and by fox to be so conspiratorial to be so vengeful to be so violent that i'm very curious if they'll turn on fox because it seems clear that murdoch and fox now want to turn the page on trump because based on what you know we've all been saying especially what uh, brian's been saying with jack smith i think they believe the writing is on the wall Yeah, Uh, that 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 guy's going down. And and Trump, even in the interview, didn't look well or as confident as he usually does. He seemed a little bit off kilter. Uh, But now this is what happens. Fox has created this monster that has turned on it. And now they're accusing Fox of being the puppet of the left and the deep state Fox. Fox isn't right enough. So now they're moving to Newsmax. I'm very curious how they balance this, especially leading up to 2024 election, where despite all this, folks, Desantis is a distant number two so they're stuck with trump how does
0: how do the numbers work if robert f kennedy jr is in the race does he steal votes from biden or does he steal votes from trump
2: both both he, but it's he gonna take, hurt biden
1: more it, it'll opinion. hurt biden more but he will take uh votes from both but so that's the landscape
0: that's our landscape listen well,
1: Trump that's not is not right it's not it's, stupid
0: he's not stupid he knows that the only way he can win is with a third-party
1: candidate. Well, and now he'll have two of them, maybe. But to to Waj's point, that's um, we don't really know where we are yet in, in the presidential primary season. It's still months and months away, and there are still many things that can happen. And I still think that, you know, if Fox is turning the page on Trump, who are they turning the page to? And if it is DeSantis, like, well, as you said, he's a distant second. That's why there are many more. I, I always say, look, the Republicans are nothing if not vicious. They want to win at any cost. So where does this lead them, this desperation? And that's where we have to look forward to. And it ain't going to be DeSantis. And it probably won't be Christie. But I mean, what?
2: That's- not Christie? Oh, then it must be Nikki Haley.
1: Well, God no. <laughs> Wait,
2: can, can, I, can I can I say something real quick before we move on to yeah. uh, some other topics is I don't want people to sleep on this RFK thing. I know it's easy for us to dismiss him as a crank because he says ridiculous things. He's been saying ridiculous things for many years, anti-vax conspiracies, you know, uh, uh, frogs turning gay and then kids turning gay because of tap water. Folks, I've traveled around America. I've traveled around the world. I've had a lot of tap water. I'm very straight or I'm very thirsty. I think it's because I'm straight. Tap water doesn't make you gay. But you have RFK, who's a conspiracy theorist, who has his last name, Kennedy, has the celebrity appeal? His wife is Cheryl Hines, who was in Curb Your Enthusiasm, who's completely complicit in this, and he's being backed by Jack of Twitter, Elon Musk, and Joe Rogan. And for those of you who don't haven't spent time in the internet ecosystem and swamp, you would think, "Oh, well, it's not a big deal." These men are exceedingly influential, uh, and so there is a reason why Robert F. Kennedy, despite being an utter crank, is polling at seventeen percent. Uh, and maybe um, I-, I might be too uh, wary, but you know, living through life and the 2016 election, remembering the 2000 election, I don't think anything to chance. And you have to see what I think is, and it's not just RFK, uh, Jen. The real question is, why are all these rich white men backing RFK who only hurts Biden? That's my concern leading up to year, right. a year and a half moving up to, to, <clears throat> uh, to the election. Well,
0: I don't think he's, minim- I'm not minimizing him at all. I remember...
1: It's not his celebrity I, though. What? It's, it's not his celebrity that it the reason why Robert F. Kennedy gets traction is it's it, look, it, it the issues, the nuts on both sides that are already temp to are, are already tempted to believe in the things that he says. The money behind it from the crazies you're right, waj is is partly to dislodge Biden, among anything else. But the real reason why he gets traction is it's not his celebrity; it's his dead father's celebrity. Well, and there's Kennedy.
0: more, and it's, well, and it's
1: the fact that he was his father was a civil rights activist was gunned down for the older people who are who will vote and spend money on this election. That's the appeal, and also, that's the great thing so because that's a that's a uh, among everything else. That's an unknown factor that you don't know how it's going to factor in going forward, and it's going to get ugly.
0: And let me just add because um you know no one is one dimensional and so mm. we've got you know yes he says a lot of offensive and kooky things but let's put it let's put the things in terms of a political figure running for office he's got the name recognition the nostalgia for his yeah. father he's got a story of overcoming addiction incredible environmentalist mm. and exceedingly attractive in that kind of politician kennedy style way and the final so those are the things that will help and finally uh, most importantly there are a lot of anti-vaxxers whose memory and people who are still angry about the pandemic and just will kind of cling to to him and it doesn't even matter the, the bottom line is it's just a few percentages here and there in the states, you know. People know the, the math. This
1: six states, 100,000 votes will make the difference in this race. Hillary and lost by
0: 37,000 votes, yep. yep. Yeah, and we know and, this.
1: Well, and, and, and what Jill, Stein, Jill was...
0: Stein hurt her for sure, and, and
2: also the cult of Rogan and Musk. Don't underestimate yes. it. Maybe I spent too right. much time and researching these folks, but. I mean Rogan's influence especially on young uh, and middle-aged men yes. is just terrifying yeah. but it gives you a snapshot of America.
1: And the youth like issue. Fan, he's young.
0: How old is he? his early yeah. 60s? Is it what is J.F.K.? JF- what is he early
1: 60s? I think 60s. Yeah, he's uh a little older than I am. I think he's mid 60s. <laughs>
0: And young people, you know, every young people who were voting for Donald Trump back in um, twenty sixteen. Some of my students, I was very surprised when I was working at Vermont Law School and the environmental people um, there. You wouldn't think they would, but they just knew him from The Apprentice. And so, what are young people going to know?
1: Are you sixty nine? Well,
0: he looks young, and you know, he he the environmental stuff. If he plays that up. Anyway, so here's again. I raised him not because I think he doesn't have a chance, but I think that he could deliver the election to Donald Trump.
2: And that, and that don't and don't the don't last thing I'll say. Creative. I know you want to move on to other topics, Jim. But uh, what I will say is it, it, that's for those who are watching. That's exactly why he's being backed by rich folks. All these folks were behind DeSantis. They realize, like we've said on this show, there, that he's a wet noodle, and they're like, okay. Let's throw the wrench in for these hundred thousand votes in these six states, and maybe this will do. So I, yep. I, am not sleeping on this. Or if RFK fizzles out, they'll prop someone else. Look yep. at the people propping him.
0: Yep, that's right. Well, look so, what they've done
1: out in California with Newsom. They're putting him as a, as if, as a viable alternative. And Fox has interviewed him. He's had a couple of specials done on him. Uh, MSNBC did mm, something. On I don't
0: him. think he'd run as a third party. No, I don't
1: think he would run as a third party. That's not my point. My point is that's what they would look at as an alternative within the Democratic Party. Yeah, 2028.
0: Okay, I got two topics to cover, and you can choose which one. Uh, You know, we can choose first. Eileen Cannon announcing in court documents that the – as early as August 14th – I mean, we think that will slide the date when uh, the trial could commence – in the Mar-a-Lago Documents case. Obviously, it might be delayed, but that's her first her first uh, plan. Or we can talk about the submergible, which is nightmare fuel. These people in a tin can at the bottom of the ocean. Uh,
1: I've Titanic. seen that movie. It doesn't
2: Titanic. turn out well. Let's... We're talking about rich people. Let's go to Titanic first. That's my Let's vote. do the Titanic.
0: <laughs> so I've got a couple things to say. Feel like, I've seen the Brady Bunch movie on this. Like, what it seems like it seems like you are it's so taboo and you are bringing the evil eye to yourself if you are going spending a quarter of a million dollars jamming yourself in a tin can and going to the sinking to the bottom of the ocean to gawk at other people who sunk to the bottom of the ocean to their deaths, to their graves. Oh,
1: uh, the priority of dying that way, <laughs>
0: but I just I wouldn't even go in that that thing even on land. I am I am freaking out even thinking and talking about this. Your thoughts, Waj? Uh,
2: you know I'm not cruel, so I hope that they are found. Me too. Uh, uh, at the same time, it's like rich people, man. Like like it per- <laughs> like it perverts the brain and does some wild stuff because exactly the fact that you would pay an obscene amount of money to go in what is a questionable submarine uh and just to gawk right you're not doing documentary because at first i thought i'm like oh man when i first read it i assumed it was like what jim cameron and other people do right to get footage and i'm like oh that's so sad and then i read more i'm like wait a tourism i'm like titanic tourism huh and then you see that i'm like oh of course rich people stuff um they'll go to space they'll go to the depths of the ocean and we're like can you just pay your taxes we just want you to pay your taxes like no 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 Instead of that, we're going to fly away to space and go visit the Titanic. So it's one of those situations where uh, it is, like you said, it's like bringing the evil eye on yourself and history going back full circle, where a bunch of rich folks pay an obscene amount of money to go and gawk at uh, the ego and hubris uh, of the Titanic, where a lot of the folks were saying, ah, even God can't bring down the Titanic and an iceberg did. So it's one of those situations that is, it, it fortunately becomes a lesson for the rest of us. But because I'm not cruel and vicious, uh, I, I do hope they're found. But of again, course. man, rich folks, rich folks. Uh,
0: it's-, I mean, it's horrifying. I, I want them to be found. And at the same time, I realize how much money is going from taxpayers. So when they are found, That's
1: right. I want them to get the bill, though. Well, remember what Louis Black said about rich people. He had the best joke about that. He said if he ever made that kind of money he wouldn't be doing stupid shit like that. He said what he would have is have a personal uh, hygiene washer and... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice,
0: nice uh nice editing there yes.
2: and, and and i know you want to talk about eileen Cannon real quick but jen i also want to say i know this might might seem like a shift but i have to give a shout out to the writers because of this money this obscene money that the rich have right i don't think people realize because they haven't looked at the charts and they have not they haven't studied and every time we can take a, a a piss at reagan we should in the past 40 45 years specifically with the rise of reaganism Uh, income inequality has winded in America to the point where everyone says, oh, these workers are lazy. No, American workers are very productive. Productivity has increased. Wages have not. Right. So the rich have gotten richer, especially in the past 10 years. And you sit there and you go, well, what can you do with this wealth? This is what they do with their wealth. And then when it comes to workers uh, right now, there's a rider strike, everyone. um, And these riders are demanding a living wage. That's pretty much it. And these streamers instead are making an obscene amount of money, but not giving the money to these writers. And just to bring in another story real quick, the flash.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Streamers, be more clear about what you mean streamers. Netflix,
2: well, the streamers now, everyone's into the stream. So Warner Brothers, HBO Max, right? Disney's into streaming. Streaming's the future. And all these writers who provide the content, they're not getting what the residuals that they used to get from say uh broadcast you uh, be broadcast because the way the contracts are working out are not even getting as
1: you said not even getting a living wage and yeah. this is this is a long time problem yeah and well real quick actually, let me finish I'm
2: let me finish this point real quick is that yeah. is that is that the flash uh they spent hundred million dollars on this movie around a problematic star uh they canned bad girl for a tax write-off of ninety million, and a lot of people were pissed off because it was the first Latina black girl, uh, b- uh, Batgirl. Zasloff, by the way, who's the head of CEO, uh, the head of uh, Warner Brothers slash CNN, comes in. You saw what they did to CNN. They also killed Warner Brothers Animation, which was one the one bastion of DEI. Kill that off, and now the Flash is going to lose three hundred million dollars. And I'm sitting there thinking. If you just weren't greedy bastards, like instead of burning that $300 million, Jen, could you not have given half of that to your writers? Just something you, you could have bring paid
0: up. for like more than a 1,000 people to go in a submergible. Time
1: out for, yeah, time yeah. Out for this important <laughs> commercial message. Nothing that you see on television that is fictional and a lot that pretends that it isn't would not be possible without the writers. They, that's where it starts, in the imagination of a writer. Then finding someone who will buy that and put it, or if you're hired as a staff writer, coming up on a weekly basis with you know the with the stuff for a show. But it all starts here with the people who have the imagination, that's and right. they're the ones that get screwed the mm-hmm. most. And that's it. it it's and watch to your point. You know, you brought up something I love every time somebody brings this up. The disparity in income in this country began with Ronald Wilson Reagan. Yep. Why
0: do you never mention Reagan?
1: He crushed, yeah, it gets, I, he crushed What do you think about Reagan, Reagan? Brian? We never heard. I can't stand that SOB. <laughs> a, <laughs> he's the biggest. He created everything that we're living through today and made possible Donald Trump. So anytime, I, I just want to thank you for bringing up my favorite bugaboo.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about Eileen Cannon. Shockingly, this judge in Florida... Maybe working faster than we thought she could, faster than even Merrick Garland.
1: What's well, going
0: on with that? We learned you have we had some to news.
1: she got she was turned over in some earlier decisions, right? That she made that favored Donald Trump. She's looked right. upon as a minion. Uh, he was. She was appointed by Donald Trump. Yep. She's looked at as part of the cult. Now she's got very little experience. If she wants to be thought of seriously, and Jen, you know this. And wise, you you both know this well. If you want to be thought of seriously as a federal judge with a future in that, you want to make sure that your decisions are not overturned on right. appeal. So she she's got that staring her straight in the face, and she wants to. If she this is the tail of the tape and the test of her mettle. If she's going to sit on this case and be thought of as a serious jurist, she's going to have to play it straight. And so far, well, in this first decision. At least it wasn't, you know, for Donald Trump. But mm-hmm. we have to watch her very carefully going forward. I,
2: I'm I'm very curious to see, you know, and it goes back to the Fox News analogy, the, the same cult that has created these minions. Are they loyal to Trump to the end, even if it comes at self-immolation? Or is there an exit yeah. ramp? And you're going to you're seeing both. You're seeing those who. Exit ramp. Will, well, yeah, you'll, you're seeing the lemmings who are, fo- are going to follow him right off the cliff. And then you see the careerist, And as we know, and this is what's so depressing is, you know, I've, I've shared this before on Mary so many times when I was uh, officially with CNN for a year in the green room. Uh, in, you know, used to meet a lot of these people before you went on the panels with them or when it went on debates. Yeah. Pretty much every single Republican who defended Trump except two, Paris Dinard was one. and I think Jeffrey Lord was another. All of them hated Trump. And yes. Here they are in the green room telling me how much they hate Trump and then they go yes. on because their bread is buttered this way, they they defend Trump. Those are careers. So Eileen Cannon and these other judges, as Brian was saying, is this is this is the off-ramp moment. Do I sit here and go all in with a guy who is literally self-incriminating himself or do I pretend to be competent to have a future and move up for the next hopefully competent Republican who becomes uh, president, who's still a, a Trump uh, uh, not a Trump er, but like Trumpism is the future, right? So that's the calculation that they're playing. I'm very curious to see. I don't have faith in. It. I'm much, I'm much more cynical than Brian.
0: You know, we'll see. I, I have mean- a
1: wide open eye on it. I don't. I really haven't made a decision. I don't know. I do know this. You've made an excellent point in the, in the fact that they're looking for off ramps, and there are many people. And I've sat in those green. It used to piss me off. And Eric Swalwell tells a great story about going to, into the bathroom during one of the hearings and having. I can't remember whether it's Ted, probably Ted Cruz, who said, "Hey, you're doing really good out there." And he's going, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, you're an ass! You're an... Idiot. I mean, everybody wow. ever faced those people know exactly what you're you're dealing with. It's one face in front of the camera, another face in private, probably a third when they get home. Yep. And so, it, Eileen Cannon showing this face is, yeah. If if we're going to be cynical about it, or if we're going to take it at face value, maybe even it's her off-ramp moment. And I think there are plenty of people who will be seeking that off-ramp as they find that Donald Trump is going to go down. And it's not be and you're watching himself emulate on television. It's mm. every every speech so. he makes, every time he sits down to talk, he incriminates himself and if you're Jack Smith, all you got to do is go roll tape.
0: <laughs> so one thing we haven't spoken about because Dolly is not here is what we can expect from the Supreme Court in these final weeks mm. of the term. I am anxiously waiting to see what their ruling is going to be on student loan forgiveness. Are you all watching for anything at the court?
2: Affirmative. I think I, I my, my real quick is what um Roberts has done in the past and I think this is what's going to happen now is they did something that was very good uh, to protect uh, Native American rights and adoption. Right, the rights. Indian Child and, Welfare
0: Act was yeah. preserved for another and, day.
2: And Gorsuch on this issue, for whatever reason, has shown his one small glimpse of humanity consistently throughout his career. Usually yeah. when they do one good thing, it's an avalanche of shit that is on the way. <laughs> and uh, if you've just seen it, I'm sorry, I would try to be more subtle about it, but that's what's going to happen. They're going to kill a of action. I think they're going to kill the student loan uh, debt relief program. I think it's just going to be, Jen, like a a horrific summer uh, from the Supreme Court. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not. I've been preparing it for a while, but I think it's it's going to be brutal. That's my that's my that's my well, I mean, I'd
0: rather brace myself for that. I'm, I'm exceedingly nervous about both of those. And both of those obviously affect higher education, which yep. is already too expensive and too inaccessible. Um, and the private for-profit schools have built people and the public universities don't get the kind of support they need. And, so- and,
2: and Jen, uh, uh, real quick, an active 60-year assault on public schools by the right yeah, to well, dismantle the public And that started with
0: Ronald Reagan in right,
2: California. Right. Sorry, actually, Brian.
0: <laughs> that, that
2: started post-desegregation. Post-desegregation, Betsy yeah. DeVos has done it right with money, and they deliberately are trying to defund public schools now and say, look, do you want your kid to go to a Piece of crap public school that we defunded, or do you want homeschooling in charter schools and religious schools? And then also the case now that's probably going to go to the Supreme Court again about uh, the religious school in—is it Ohio getting a uh, uh, p- government funding? That's the future. So what wh- I just want to raise the alarm on this and have people pay attention. Is that everything that's happening right now? CRT, wokeness, attack on wokeness, attack on educators, don't say gay, attacking transgender. Is all part and parcel of this six-decade-long assault on public education that is now ramped up on steroids. And affirmative action, with the Supreme Court's blessing, is going to be them taking out a huge pillar that that supports just basically equity in education. It's 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 they're coming after our kids and schools. And also, the final thing is that the teachers union they knock out a potential uh, uh, what they call an enemy because teachers. Like labor, oftentimes votes democratic, and in its place, for-profit private schools, religious schools, where they won't be indoctrinated about evolution and the existence of gay people. Something to think about and worry about in the next. So, time. The other type of science.
0: What about magic. this, guys? For our final few minutes, I'd like to know, since you hold yourselves out to be nerds, um, what nerdy kind of Fun thing you're doing that might be outside of the explicitly political realm. I know the personal is political, blah blah blah, but really, outside of partisan politics, what nerdy thing are you up to, Wadra Bryan?
1: Uh, I'm binge watching Rick and Morty. What Very is, nerdy. What's <laughs> that? I keep hearing about that. Is it good? I've been, yes. I've been binge watching Rick and Morty and their and their mega uh, metaverse. So I okay. Can't,
2: I, I'm doing two super nerdy things. Uh, just yesterday, I finished the second third of the epic Lego Titanic set, and I was going to take a photo Nerd of it dirty. because I was so impressed, but I'm like, timing is off. I'll wait. It's 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 like as big as a child. I'll, I'll send a photo later <laughs> to you guys. It's <laughs> obscene. It's ridiculous. And then the second thing I'm doing, which is super nerdy, is uh, I have these last two weeks, which have been a little... Uh, not as crazy. I mean, when you're a writer and Brian knows this, it's it's feast and famine. Sometimes you're just work, 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 work. And then sometimes it's like, eh, there's a month that's like loose. So I've been uh, studying how to write screenplays, which is something I've always Ooh. wanted to do. Ooh. And I've been reading screenplays and then watching the movie version of those screenplays and trying to figure out how they break down the acts and stuff. And I've always been enticed to do it. So I, I've actually... I, I took some, two master classes on it, one by Shonda Rhimes, one by Aaron Sorkin. I just looked at them, and I've been reading screenplays and watching these old classic movies uh, at night, and then which maybe ones? maybe if I yeah, can get classics? off the butt, I'll write a screenplay.
0: What classics which- are you? I want you to do that. I'm going to the movie. I've already picked out my outfit. What... Um- I know you haven't made it yet, but what what old what old classics are you
2: enjoying? I I, I am a small movie buff. If people don't know, you know, I rewatched Sunset Boulevard.
0: Oh, I uh, love it. I, yeah,
2: rewatched Chinatown. Rewatched yes. uh, No really? Country of, for Old Men. Miller's Crossing. Fargo. Uh, gonna watch Come uh, Like God. It Hot. So <gasps> some of these really good like Billy Wilder. You like? Yeah, Billy Wilder yeah. Uh, dressing Cole up Brothers, as a woman. you know oh like, These are excellent screenplays and. And I saw. And for those of you who want to see a good movie, a timeless movie, I mean, I forgot how good it was. Sunset Boulevard still holds up. It's a fantastic movie.
1: I got one for you. Okay. If you want to go back and look at an old movie, and it's a comedy, and it's got uh, Aldo Ray in it, and it's uh, got let's see who else is in it. Um, Blackbeard's Ghost, that guy, and and of course uh, our my favorite uh, Sam Spade, private detective guy in it. You got to see My Three Angels. And it's a great what? movie. We're we're my three. Well, actually, I think the movie version is "We're No Angels," and That's it's a great, uh, and,
2: and they remade it. They remade it. The remake with De Niro and Shaw is horrible. Terrible. Watch watch the, the, it's, the 55, it's the
1: fifty five. It's the nineteen fifty five version that you want to see with uh, Aldo Ray, Peter Ustinov, and Humphrey Bogart. And, and,
2: and okay, it's, I'm, it's I'm giving Ranger you. Bogart. I saw Casablanca again. Uh, uh-huh. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I saw it for like the third time just last week. It's a great
0: yeah, movie. Well, yeah. Now, guys, let's... but the last go-
1: line. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I hate it. But the yeah. last line in, in in the Billy Wilder movie is "I'm a man, and ah, nobody's perfect."
0: <laughs> I love some like it hot. Okay, I'm making you guys do this. There's not one favorite movie, but if there's one movie you'd recommend, classic movie or even modern one for people to watch, I'm gonna tell you mine because it's I just haven't watched it in a while, but it's one of my very favorites. Uh, it's called, um, Sullivan's travels.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic. Really one of the
1: fantastic
0: movie. How about you folks?
1: Well, I, I know this is going to say, sound- Oh, wait, wait, wait sorry. Oh, one more.
0: Was- and the player given the writer's strike, oh, I think yeah, the yeah. player,
1: fantastic. uh, well, I, you know, there's this old movie I laughed at a lot. It's old now, but it was made in 86. So it's not all that old to me, but, it was Bruce Willis, Hudson Hawk. You can't take the movie seriously from the moment it comes on. I did nothing but laugh, and I still watch it and laugh to this day. But 2001: A Space Odyssey was, is when I okay. I,
2: I know we're out of time, but I will say this: Hudson Hawk failed miserably when it first came out, but yes. in the last 30 years has built up a cult audience. So well done, Brian and uh, Sullivan's Travels. Sullivan's Travels by Preston Sturges is, is often Harold
1: Lott. <gasps> One of the best screenplays, yep.
2: and if you haven't seen it, 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 it's it's a good commentary on why people go to the movies. Do they want hard edge realism, or sometimes in times of immense despair, like now, is the job of the entertainer to do do just that to entertain? Yeah, um, I, I I will I will say this. I just finished, and 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 the movie I would recommend, and I'm going to recommend two books that I'm reading, which I think un- gives you a snapshot of America. New York Times right now. Asked about 17 critics, what's one book, movie, art that explains America? Now I was thinking about that. So as far as movie goes, Jen, for y- your question, The Godfather, oh yes, one and two. Okay. And then as far as books go, I, I finished rereading Tony Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Love it. And I'm and I'm reading Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian. And if you really want to understand America and the violence that is inherent in this country, that oftentimes is never confronted or accounted for, but leaves lasting trauma. The two authors that really understand that violence and can write it very poetically, Toni Morrison and Cormac McCarthy, who just passed away last week.
1: And if you want to escape all of that, there's some good escapism at the movies right now. I'd go see Bert Kreischer and Mark Hamill in The Machine. Okay. Mark Hamill steals it. It's the funniest damn movie. I've. It's the best fun... I've had in a movie theater since before COVID. And you forgot, you know, when you're in a movie theater, it's that shared experience, that yeah. shared laughter, all that. Yes, I forgot all about that. And I sat down in this crowded movie theater and la- I hadn't laughed this hard since, like, uh, Blazing Saddles. So go ahead and have fun and laugh.
0: And with that, that's our motto for today's show. Go and have fun and laugh. Uh, better to laugh than to cry. Indeed. <laughs> we'll be here all week.
1: Try the veal.
2: thanks all see you soon